Welcome to 50 Words for Murder, where we delve into the stories behind the headlines. I'm your host, Justin, and today with me, I have a special repeat guest of the show, Pascal from The Pascal Show on YouTube. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm chilling. How you doing, brother? I am I am well. I'm always well. Good. Um, I, I appreciate that. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about an old case, and don't don't start skipping ahead being like, I don't want to hear about a whole, an old case. You need to hear about this one, and if you don't know about it, you especially need to hear about it. And if you do, you need a refresher, trust me. But we're going to be talking about a case out of 1955, Emmett Till. And the reason that we're doing this case is um, because it is February. It is Black History Month. And even though I think that Black History Month is a crock of shit, uh, we're still going to do it because that's that's what we have. And before y'all come at me for saying that, the reason that I think that is I, I just personally, my, my personal opinion on this is that having Black History Month, having Pride Month is just another way to keep division where we should be learning about this stuff every single day of the year. Uh, I couldn't agree more, Justin. All day or day, we should be learning everything as much as we can because uh, the only way we can learn or the only way we can get better as a people is by learning from the past. So why only have it, you know, zeroed in on 28 days? And even this month, even this year, it's leap year. 29 days this year. You get tw- you get a, you get one extra day this year. One whole a Black extra History day. Month, and low golf and, clap. There you go. One <laughs> okay, extra sorry. day. One extra day. And and you know the thing <laughs> about it too is that when you're you're in school, you learn about very important people. I don't want to I don't want to diminish the value of people like Martin Luther King Jr., Rosa Parks, Harriet Tubman, mm-hmm. George Washington Carver. They're all amazing people. But the stories that you don't hear about are like the one we're talking about today, Emmett exactly. Till, who was a massive catalyst a huge spark of the civil rights movement and his story is, is absolutely tragic. Um, so before we get into it though, uh, I, I do want to promote Pascal show for a minute. If you guys don't follow the Pascal show on YouTube, you definitely can. Um, he's a great creator. Uh, he's become a friend. His, his show's amazing. Just, just go, just go follow him. We'll, we'll tag his profile in, in on the podcast in the description. We'll do it on the YouTube side. Just go, just go follow him. And the other thing that I'm going to do, and he did not know, he probably could, knowing me, he could probably have expected this, that I'm going to blindside him real quick and say, when are you and I going to do the podcast that we've been talking about for four months? <laughs> we've when been talking about it for a minute, brother. Uh, you know, we put you make, on blast. You know what? That's a good right question. We, we need to make it happen as soon as possible because uh, I feel like if we just don't do it, it's kind of like ripping a Band-Aid off. You know, you can't just do it nice and slow. You just got to rip the whole thing off, right? Um, so sooner rather than later, because, uh, you know, for a fact, our conversations are always fire. They're always interesting. They're always entertaining. And uh, we got to share this. You know, we got to share this energy we gotta share. with the rest of the world. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. So if you guys, I think the biggest holdup has been coming up with a name for the show. Um, yeah. Because we don't want to, we don't want to pigeonhole ourselves into, murder and true crime we want to talk about current events and just whatever else the hell we feel like talking about facts um so if you as followers whether you're my follower you're a pascal follower you know drop either in the comments on this or you know on any of our social media channels drop what you think a good name for a podcast could be maybe get us out of that box so yeah well with without further ado (laughs) Without got, further ado, I got I got oh, one idea, go. and it, it may be already used, but what it, what had happened was I that's like one it. I got. What had happened was, so but I don't know, do, random. But if you do that, you have to do it in the in the Tim Meadows ladies man voice. 
Oh, the, <laughs> yes, you, you exactly. See, you see what what happened was. Let's see what what happened was. Yeah, you got to do it like that. Exactly. Every you time. Do it like that. You know, I don't know. You know, we we're we're wanting to talk about everything. So yeah, not only just true crime, but a bunch of things that are going on in the world because we really need to have more conversations outside of the true crime world, um, on these platforms. And so uh, yeah, like you said, Justin, we want to do something, and we want that title to kind of be a nice title uh awning to cover everything right other than just true crime so yeah fire off in the comments give us your suggestions they'll be greatly appreciated for sure yeah i i, I totally agree i do like that one though let let's let's explore that yeah that name a little bit more i'm sure it's used already but we we could try it we could check it out you know we'll, what figure, I mean? we'll figure out a verification verifi variation even if it is used we yeah. might still be able to use it we'll just change like a we'll add a comma or or something in it or whatever yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll talk about that. Well, well, hey, yeah. we, can be, we can be very interesting and add an ellipses at the end. See what I'm saying? It's all it takes is is punctuation. I'm punctuation just saying. Mark. Boom an goes the dynamite. Mark. Yeah. Boom goes the mark. dynamite. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What Leader it happened dot. was. Anyways. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyways, so let's talk about Emmett Till, guys. This is yes. a tragic, tragic story. Um, to give you a little bit of background on it. August 24th, 1955, Emmett Till, who is 14 years old. He's a little, he's a baby, little guy. Um, he's from Chicago. He goes to visit some family in Money, Mississippi. Um, he then goes a few days later to um, Bryant's Grocery and Meat Market, which is where he will encounter a woman named Carolyn Bryant Donham. Carolyn Bryant, later Carolyn Bryant Donham. Right. Um. And it says in the apparently the evening of the 28th, it's it's accused that Emmett Emmett is basically accused of whistling or making advances, a 14 year old boy towards this older white woman who is the wife of the store owner. Um, and then th that same evening, Carolyn's husband, Roy Bryant, and his half brother, J.W. Millam, show up at the um, uncle's house and pull Emmett from his bed, make them pull him pull him from his bed where they essentially brutally beat torture and murder him and for a lot of people and i'm gonna let, jump it over to you in a second pascal but for a lot of people because i've made these videos in the past and i've seen the comments so i want to address this on the front end why did the family let him why did they why did they stand up and protect him y'all because it's 1955 mississippi yeah it's jim crow mississippi what would have happened to the entire they would have burned the house down with everybody in it facts or worse uh, the system was not it was definitely not in black people's favor during that time and so of course yeah i mean if you have a situation like that you're kind of pigeon held painted in a corner what do you do because no matter what you're instantly looked at as a criminal doesn't matter if you did anything or not it, the law was leaning more towards the white side, unfortunately, at that time. It wasn't so, leaning. It was tilted. It was full tilt. That's very true. That's very, very true. That's absolutely especially, true. Especially in the South. Exactly. So, and especially in Mississippi where, where, you know, look, there's a lot of great Mississippians out there. I don't want you to come after me. But look, there's placards and memorials that are put up for Emmett Till. And every time one is put up. It's, it's shot down, stolen, taken down, even to this day. And we are in 2024 mm -hmm. to show you how how challenging the problem is. You know, for a story that. That's decades old. True. So, and, 
And you, we're also seeing still to this day, like you were just saying a second ago, we are still to this day seeing a lot of injustices, even in 2024, in Mississippi, in Georgia, in the, the South, of other Black men and women getting brutally tortured by, by police, et cetera, right? And those things are being buried under, you know, pushed under the rug, ignored, et cetera, just because they still, it's it's almost like a time warp in a way. Um, you know, it seems like Jim Crow laws, et cetera, are still uh, prominent in certain areas in the South, especially the rural South. Yeah, it's that it's very true. Yeah, I believe I, I believe Mississippi actually just took a Jim Crow law off their books, like in the last couple of years. Finally, congratulations. Um, <laughs> yeah, welcome, welcome to the new millennium. Um, and, and I just also want to point this into perspective too. Like when we're talking about desegregation in this, this happened. This happened in 1955. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's not a long time ago. My my grandmother is not will be 91 this month. Actually, she's still alive. She's born in 1933. There are plenty of people who experienced this and remember events like this. There are plenty of people who remember going to, you know, segregated schools. In fact, I'll even give you a fun fact that, you, that I might've told you in the past, Pascal, we've only had one president as of 2024, one president who did not personally experience segregation. And that was Barack Obama. That's the mm -hmm. only president that didn't have it. So this is not like far back in the past, y'all. There are still a lot of people living today that, that experienced this. Absolutely. Civil uh, rights movement was literally a, a stone's throw away ago. Okay. Like it's that yeah. close. All right. It's just around the corner. So it's still fresh and new. Um, as much as we say that things have changed and they have, there's still a lot of things that are still prominent that need to change that haven't gotten a chance to change yet. I mean, even so you just said about the, you know, certain J Jim Crow laws in Mississippi that just got dropped. I mean, that's insane. That that stuff was still still existed even up to two years ago, uh, so yeah, there's there's a lot of change that needs to come. Yeah, we're it's getting. I think it's getting better, but it's a slow turn. Unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and one thing I want to point out, going back to Emmett for a second, is his torture wasn't one night, guys. It lasted from the evening of the twenty eighth through the thirty first. Yep. When his body was on the thirty first of August, um, when you're talking about three. To four days, three, three and a half days of uh, this is a this is a child, guys. These are grown men torturing a child. Uh, and on the thirty first, they um, weighted his body down with a cotton gin fan, cotton mm -hmm. gin, yeah, fan, and um, threw him in the Tallahatchie River, and that was that. Yeah, uh, if I if I can interject, I mean, he was of, of course, course he was can. he was brutally beaten. He was shot. There was a cotton gin fan, like you just said, but that was tied around his neck with a barbed wire. I mean, literally, they... And then, of course, his face was unrecognizable due to the severity of his injuries as well. I mean, that's... that. I mean, the, just to think that you have a, a group of men barging into a house because he allegedly whistled at a white woman that was walking out of a grocery store. I mean, that's absolutely mind-blowing to me. And the fact that they actually took this 14-year-old kid and did what they did to him. And I'm sure they did even worse things that they that maybe we don't they haven't put into the newspapers and into reports. I mean, the fact that that actually happened is absolutely mind-blowing. But of course, this whole thing became the catalyst to that really 
was that premium gas put into that that vehicle to push that civil rights movement forward in a, a very aggressive way. Um, but one thing I want to say, though, really quick, I, I think this is the one thing that really blows my mind. Uh, and I, I don't think anybody's ever talked about this. And it has to do with Carolyn Bryant. OK, Donham. Okay. Carolyn Bryant Donham. Do you notice that she still kept the last name of Bryant? Oh, she yeah. She still has it in her last name. So she still obviously had pride in her husband and her husband's family's doing their hands in taking the life of this young boy. If I were her and I was ashamed of any of this, did not want to have any connection to the unaliving, to the brutal, I'm going to say murder of this young 14 year old boy, okay, I would not be keeping that last name in my name. Even if I remarried, moved on, whatever, I would not be putting bride. Don't you think that's a little odd? Am I the only one that no, finds I, that I, like crazy? No, no, I think she's you, you and I, and we'll tell the, the listeners at the end of this. I don't want to jump too far ahead on it. Right, right, but right, right. You know, you know where her final resting place is. If she was ashamed of what she did, she wouldn't be there. She wouldn't be where she is right now. That's insane. But guys. she isn't. And I'll, and I'm going to do something real quick for if you're okay. I know you're okay with it. So yeah, I'm, I'm cool. Quick for if, you, if you're if you're happen to be watching this on um, on on YouTube, I'm going to throw this up. This is what they did to him. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah. should I should I give you a trigger warning on no, that? No, 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 no. It's okay. I mean, I'm I'm used to it. You know what I'm saying? I've I've, I've seen this a multitude of times, and I feel like this is an image that we should never forget. As no, a people, we should ne- as a people, we should never forget because this is actually this is something that actually happened to a young black kid because he was because someone said that he whistled at her, a woman at them. Yeah, that's it. That's insane to that's me. That's it. And and I'm gonna leave this up while we talk about this. But the other thing I'm gonna say while I was looking for this, I forgot about this. You were talking about the things that we didn't know. And I actually did not see this until now, but apparently, and this is according to Britannica. Uh, after they severely beat him, they gouged out one of his eyes before Jesus. taking him to the banks. Yeah, taking him to the banks of the Tallahatchie River, where they killed him with a single gunshot to the head. So keep in mind, he was alive as he endured all of this torture. And I mean, God, it makes you want to cry. And afterwards, they tied his body to the metal fan and dumped him in the river. Okay, there. This y'all is pure. It's it is pure, unadulterated hatred and evil. That is what this is. That is all this is. Yeah, because of the color of this child's skin. Because, you know, for a fact, if this was a white kid, this would not have happened. Let's keep it a buck, y'all. If this was a white kid during this time in 1955, this not this would not have happened to a a white kid, a 14 year old white kid. Maybe there would have been a a serious tongue lashing and a wagging of a finger type thing. But there would this would not have happened. It's insane. Okay, now it's insane. It's it's absolutely insane, but then at the same time, this is how this is how America was back in the day. This is how white America looked at Black America, what they looked at Black individuals as, looked at as like nothing, absolutely nothing. How dare you? How dare you whistle at a at a white grown woman? How dare you? Now we're going to make an example out of you. This kid didn't owe anybody money. This kid didn't steal anything from nobody. 
He didn't put harm on anybody. All he did was allegedly whistle at a grown white woman. That's it. This is absolutely insane to me. And we're going to keep we're going to keep putting emphasis um, on the word alleged till we get a little bit further into this. So just bear that in mind. Uh, and the other thing, if you aren't looking at this on YouTube and you're like, I don't see the picture. If you if you have I mean, you be warned, but I would encourage you to Google Emmett Till face injuries and see what they did to him, because. It's it's hard to look at, but it's part of it's part of what happened and, and people should it's it's something that awareness needs to be made. Absolutely. There's awareness around it. We need to um, do, we need to see this. That's the thing, though. This is what needs to be seen. I'm sorry for the this is the harsh reality of the apologize. world that we yes, uh, but this is the harsh reality that we live in. This is the harsh reality that this world that we grew that that was the foundation, the roots of this country. This is how it was back in the day. And without Mamie, his mother being such a gangster. And putting this out here for everyone to see, being like, I'm doing an open casket. Yeah, they took elaborate the on that. They took they elaborate they on that. Well, uh, to elaborate on that, uh, of yeah, course, sorry. the no, it's okay. Of course, Mamie, his mother, uh, obviously, of course, saw her son, saw what happened, what they did to her son. The as they were trying to put together this whole funeral and all that, she said, Nope, I'm not doing a closed casket. I want everyone to see what they did to my son. Next thing you know, this is why we have this photo. This photo was on the front cover of Jet Magazine, was on the cover of every, on the front page of every newspaper. It was spread throughout the whole country for everyone to see what these white men to, did to this 14-year-old defenseless kid, black kid. And of course, that's the thing that's, that helped spring off or light a fire under people when it came to the civil rights movement. Without this photo being out here, without this photo existing and being put out here, without this harsh reality, there would not be such, there would not be change today. You and I yeah. would not be on a show together. Let's keep it real. You and I would not be on a show together right now. Possibly. You see what I'm saying? Possibly. Without this photo and without that happening and getting the civil rights movement on the right track. Yeah, I would argue, and I'm sure you'll agree, that this is probably one of the most important photos in the civil for the civil rights movement, and I think in probably black history in general. Yeah. So it's 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 hard to look at. We will we will take it down now because it is not easy to look at. We've mm -mm. we've both seen it, but anyway, so but yeah. for those but for those y'all who are still brand new to it, y'all better get a stomach for it because that's part of history. As an important yep. part of history. And again, it's and, so sad because if you really think about it, without Emmett Till losing his life, maybe there would not be, maybe we'd still be in the middle of, of a civil rights movement right now as we speak. You know what I mean? So it, it is interesting, the turn of events and how everything transpired. But Mamie being as gutsy and as ballsy as she was, as bold as she was, I, uh, I commend her for showing us the harsh reality of what those men did to Emmett Till. I do too, because that, that was, it was brave. I mean, let's, you know, 1950, I mean, she was in Chicago, so there was obviously a lot more safety for her there. Uh, you course, know, yeah. I mean, let's, but let's not, let's not, you know, it wasn't a full safe haven. There was still as much rampant racism there. It was just better for people of color 
in places like New York, Chicago, et cetera. Right. Um, so she was able to do this, but you know, she, she knew that there could be repercussions from her doing that and she did it anyways. And so, you know, she's, she's a hero in my book, at least. Absolutely. She gangster. Um, That's why I so, like to call her. She a gangster. She a true G. She is. Yeah, she is. And, and you guys are probably wondering what happened to Emma, to Emma Till's abductors and, and abusers, brutalizers, whatever you want to call them. The people, you know, J.W. Millam and, um, Roy, I love Brian. Roy, thank you. Roy Bryant. I was blanking for a moment. Thank it's you. It's all good. Well, well, guess what, guys? They got charged with kidnapping and murder in September of 1955, a month after he died. Not even a few weeks later. Few they weeks, were yeah. arrested and yeah, they were arrested and charged and they went to trial. And within 67 minutes of deliberation, the all white jury acquitted both of them. Have mercy. Only I don't think hour, there's much more to say about that. But only an hour of deliberation, all white jury, a jury really of their peers, like really of their peers, and less than an hour, they're like, yeah, he's not guilty. They're not guilty. Acquitted. Yet they know for a fact, without a shadow of a doubt, that they had their hands in taking the live life of this young boy. That's absolutely insane to me. That's That's insane. I think it just shows how terrible it goes to show how terrible it was and, and why it, it sparked such an outrage um, because it was more than people, you know, you know, you can't go back and look, but I, you know, it was more than just black people that, I mean, obviously black people were outraged by it, but I think, you know, you got a lot of white people, you know, in the North, especially who were outraged by what they saw too. Cause at the end of the day, it's a child, right? Not that it should happen to a grown adult either, but it, this was a child that these grown men, you know, assaulted, murdered, and brutalized. Uh, they also then, in 1956, they confessed to the murder in a paid interview with Look Magazine. And even with the confession, they had been acquitted. And due to the double jeopardy law, even had Mississippi wanted to, which they weren't, go let's be real, they weren't going to, even if they wanted to bring them back in, you couldn't because of the double jeopardy protections. So they were scot-free. They could have gone, which they did. You can go out there and say, hey, we did this. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. You're guilty. They don't, it doesn't matter. You're, you're done. Ain't that crazy? It's, it's absolutely insane. And then, <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I'm, it's insane. You wanna, if you have something to add to it, feel, you know. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm just shocked about the, uh, you know, with the turn of, events, turn of events and everything. I mean, you got them being acquitted. And then they were admitting to the unaliving of Emmett Till. And because of the law and because of how the judicial system is set up, they can't be retried for something that they've been acquitted, you know, that they were found not guilty of. It's, it's, it's just crazy to me. I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. And, and, and yet these people are still on this planet living their lives. And I don't know. It's, it, it just, blows my mind they lived they lived full lives and and let's just i'm gonna jump around for a second before we we talk about full lives here in a minute so well they ain't here anymore what? right so there's a there's not a here anymore. place there's definitely a special place in hell for every single last one of them all right let's let's keep it a buck right yeah yeah but no you're 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 right well have mercy in 2000 in 2004 though i'm gonna jump for a minute real quick yeah and, you're good in two that 
in 2004, well, hold on, in the 60s and 70s, the civil rights movement gained a lot of momentum with the Emmett Till story becoming a symbol for the struggle uh, for racial justice. And and here's what I will say as as somebody who who lived in the South pretty much my entire life, my um, kindergarten through third grade were were done in Memphis and fourth grade through graduation of high school um, were, were done in Georgia. I didn't hear about the Emmett Till story until well into adulthood. It's not something that you're taught. Mm. Arguably the most important story of the civil rights movement you're not taught in school because they want to teach you about the guy who invented peanut butter. They want to teach you about Martin Luther King Jr. and peaceful protesting. They sure as hell don't teach you about Malcolm X. No. They don't teach you about Black Panthers. Nope. You know, because you don't learn about, you don't learn. I'm going to just jump real quick on, onto a completely different thing because you know how I feel about this case. They don't talk about Tupac's mom. Nope. How she was how she was pregnant on the stand and on the most wanted list, you know, and they don't talk about stuff like that. You get to hear about Martin Luther King. You get to hear about the Underground Railroad and and Rosa Parks all. And I again, not diminishing what they did. They were all important parts to the civil rights movement. But your your show, you're sugarcoating it by only talking about these individuals. It's Disney and nobody else. It's, it's yeah. freaking Disney. Beautiful man. way of putting it. It's eloquent. Disney. Oh, it's safe. It's cute. It's it's you know it's digestible for the kids because you don't you you know God forbid you have to sit down and try to explain to your kids why Malcolm X was Malcolm X, why you know the Black Panthers were the Black Panthers, why uh, you know why any of these other things, why Emmett Till is Emmett Till. You know, they they want to give uh, the kids, they want to feed the kids black history, but they want to give you the Disney Channel stuff, the things that are safe and and and, and fine, not radical. Wh- Go ahead. They want to whitewash black history. Yeah, it's whitewashing. That's what Absolutely it is. Absolutely whitewashing. You know what I mean? Even though it's still black centric. Yeah, they're still going, OK, what what can the white kids fully, you know, embrace and digest? You know, and, and it's simple. Okay, here it is. Martin Luther King Jr. Easy, right? Rosa Parks, you know, she was a a a, a basically like what's what is it? A uh, 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 passive aggressive protesting, if that makes any sense. You know, I'm not sitting in the back of the bus, I'm sitting in the front. You see what I'm saying? She didn't start nothing, she didn't throw no bows, there was no problems, right? She just said, I'm not sitting in the back of the bus, right? It, it, those things it's it's very safe it's very it's very cookie cutter safe disney channel yeah. type of stuff when there's plenty yeah. of other stories and that's why i'm like wow you know that's why even myself it, you know when i was in uh uh it, like late like fifth sixth seventh grade i started reading those books I started looking up the autobiography of Malcolm Malcolm X. You see what I'm saying? I got I, I got a my version of my, my version. I've read like I don't know how many times, and that thing is just falling apart because I've read it so many times. You see what I'm saying? It's you know I, I you go out of your way. You have to go out of your way to get the proper education out here, which is trash because you're not getting it in your grade school, your junior high, or even high school. It's all still Disney Channel stuff. You have to wait till you go to college to get African American studies or to understand the, the 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 true basis of the civil rights movement and all that. Those things need to change. I know we just we're talking about Emmett Till, but as far as 
these kinds of stories. There are kids out here that don't know. There are kids in high school that have no idea what who Emmett Till is, unless they're inquisitive. That's why we're doing this. Unless they're in inquisitive, you know what I mean? Unless they're asking the questions for themselves or they hear about it on TV and they're like, who is Emmett Till? And then they look it up for themselves. It's not the teachers that are giving it to them. And that's so no. frustrating. It's sad. It is frustrating. It's like George Stinney Jr. Are you familiar with that one? George who? Say again. George, George Stinney Jr. I don't know that one. Okay, you need to educate yourself on. Yeah, you need to educate yourself on this one. June sixteenth. This is going to be. We're going to just a real quick side note. June sixteenth, nineteen forty-four. Another fourteen-year-old boy, ninety-pound yes. black boy, was executed in the electric chair in Columbia, South Carolina, for murders that he did not commit. Youngest person. Uh, we won't get into bro. the whole story. Ever, ever. And I remember see, this. He was a. Yeah. So he was arrested. Okay. Um. And his trial. He had a sham trial. Um, on April 24th, 1919, I guess 45, because this happened in June. Oh, no, on 1944, sorry. Had um, mm. the sham trial, okay? No African-Americans, no black people were allowed inside the courthouse. He had a court-appointed attorney who was a tax lawyer who had political aspirations who did not call one single witness. Wow. Um, the prosecution presented the sheriff's testimony, basically— Regarding George's alleged confession, George never confessed, but the sheriff made it up. And that was like, that was good enough for them. 10 minute deliberation, 10 minute deliberation. And they sent him to death for, for, for these crimes. Um, 70 years later, he kind of had like a state, you know, posthumous. I don't know if it was a full pardon or whatever. I had to go back and look at it. I don't want this because this is not about him, but it's an important case too. That, you know, a lot of people don't know about 14 year old boy. And they, they couldn't even get the things on him because he was so tiny and they executed him within a couple months afterwards. So Hey everyone, I hope that you're enjoying this incredibly important episode of 50 words for murder. There's just a couple of things I want to talk to you guys about, and this is going to be the only break that we have this episode. The first thing is if you are enjoying the podcast, please consider hitting the follow or subscribe button on it. It no monetary cost to that but it does help the podcast to grow. I'm going to be real candid with you guys right now. I love doing the podcast, but it takes a lot of time and support has seemed to kind of grow stagnant. So I'm going to give it a few more months. And if we don't see any growth, we're going to probably end up cutting the podcast. And I definitely don't want to do that. The second thing that I want to bring up is the fact that um, you've probably heard me this talk about this on a couple other episodes that 26% of millennials and Gen Z are no contact with a family member, mainly a parent. I wrote a book about this because my own daughter started asking questions as to why she had never met my own mom. Upon looking for a resource, I discovered that one did not exist. So I got with some therapists and I wrote the resource. We fine-tuned it and it is an incredible book with adorable illustrations and my feedback has been um, that even the adults are getting stuff from it. If you'd like to order that book, you can get it in hardcover or softcover and you can do so by going to my website, uh, justinontiktok.com. At the same time, if you'd like to get feedback on the podcast, what would make it better, what you'd like to hear, you can go to that same website, go to the very bottom, and there's a link that says, email me. Let me know what you think. Let me know what we can do better. But seriously, all you have to do is hit that follow button, and it's definitely something that I would appreciate that we can keep this podcast going. Anyways, we're going to get back to this episode right now because it is incredibly important, and I hope that you are getting some value out of this story. Thank you.
Welcome to 50 Words for Murder, where we delve into the stories behind the headlines. I'm your host, Justin, and today with me, I have a special repeat guest of the show, Pascal from The Pascal Show on YouTube. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm chilling. How you doing, brother? I am I am well. I'm always well. Good. Um, I, I appreciate that. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about an old case, and don't don't start skipping ahead being like, I don't want to hear about a whole, an old case. You need to hear about this one, and if you don't know about it, you especially need to hear about and if you do you need a refresher trust me but we're going to be talking about a case out of 1955 emmett till and the reason that we're doing this case is um because it is february it is black history month and even though i think that black history month is a crock of shit uh we're still going to do it because that's that's what we have and before y'all come at me for saying that the reason that i think that is i i just personally my my personal opinion on this is that having Black History Month, having Pride Month is just another way to keep division where we should be learning about this stuff every single day of the year. Uh, I couldn't agree more, Justin. All day or a day, we should be learning everything as much as we can because uh, the only way we can learn or the only way we can get better as a people is by learning from the past. So why only have it, you know, zeroed in on 28 days? And even this month, even this year, it's leap year. 29 and days this year. You get you get you get one extra day this year. One whole of Black extra History day. Month, and low golf and, clap. There you go. One <laughs> okay, extra start. day. One extra day. And and you know the thing <laughs> about it too is that when you're you're in school, you learn about very important people. I don't want to I don't want to diminish the value of people like Martin Luther King Jr., Rosa Parks, Harriet Tubman, mm-hmm. George Washington Carver. They're all amazing people. But the stories that you don't hear about are like the one we're talking about today, Emmett exactly. Till, who was a massive catalyst a huge spark of the civil rights movement. And his story is, is absolutely tragic. Um, so before we get into it though, uh, I, I do want to promote Pascal show for a minute. If you guys don't follow the Pascal show on YouTube, you definitely can. Um, he's a great creator. Uh, he's become a friend. His, his show's amazing. Just, just go, just go follow him. We'll, we'll tag his profile in, in on the podcast in the description. We'll do it on the YouTube side. Just go, just go follow him. And the other thing that I'm going to do, and he did not know, he probably could, knowing me, he could probably have expected this. And I'm going to blindside him real quick and say, when are you and I going to do the podcast that we've been talking about for four months? <laughs> we were talking about it start? for a minute, brother. Uh, you know what? I'm we putting you make, on blast. Well, you know what? That's a good right question. Now. We we need to make it happen as soon as possible because uh, I feel like if we just don't do it, it's kind of like ripping a Band-Aid off. You know, you can't just do it nice and slow. You just got to rip the whole thing off, right? Um, so sooner rather than later, because, uh, you know, for a fact, our conversations are always fire. They're always interesting. They're always entertaining. And uh, we got to share this. You know, we got to share this energy with the rest of the world. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. So if you guys, I think the biggest holdup has been coming up with a name for the show. Um, yeah. Because we don't want to, we don't want to pigeonhole ourselves into murder and true crime. We want to talk about current events and just whatever else the hell we feel like talking about facts um so if you as followers whether you're my follower you're a pascal follower you know drop either in the comments on this or you know on any of our social media channels drop what you think a good name for a podcast could be maybe get us out of that box so yeah well with without further ado Without got, further ado, I got I got oh, one idea, go. and it, it may be already used, but what it ha- what had happened was that's oh, I one it. I got. What had happened was, so but I don't know. Do, random, but if you do that, you have to do it in the in the Tim Meadows ladies man voice. 
Oh, the, <laughs> yes, you, you exactly. See, you see what what happened was. Let's see what what happened was. Yeah, you got to do it like that. Exactly. Every you time. Do it like that. You know, I don't know. You know, we we're we're wanting to talk about everything. So yeah, not only just true crime, but a bunch of things that are going on in the world because we really need to have more conversations outside of the true crime world, um, on these platforms. And so uh, yeah, like you said, Justin, we want to do something, and we want that title to kind of be a nice titled uh awning to cover everything right other than just true crime so yeah fire off in the comments give us your suggestions they'll be greatly appreciated for sure yeah i i, I totally agree i do like that one though Let, let's let's explore that yeah that name a little bit more i'm sure it's used already but we we could try it we could check it out you know we'll, figure, I mean? we'll figure out a verification variation even if it is used we yeah. might still be able to use it we'll just change like a we'll add a comma or or something in it or whatever yeah. An we'll ellipsis. figure it out. We'll talk about that. Le well, well, hey, yeah. we, can be, we could be very interesting and add an ellipses at the end. See what I'm saying? It's all it takes is is punctuation. I'm punctuation just saying, mark. boom goes the dynamite. Mark. Yeah. Boom goes the dynamite. Mark. We don't know. Yeah. yeah. What Leader it happened was? Anyways. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyways. So let's talk about Emmett Till. Guys, this is yes. a tragic, tragic story. Um, to give you a little bit of background on it. August 24th, 1955, Emmett Till, who is 14 years old. He's a little, he's a baby, little guy. Um, he's from Chicago. He goes to visit some family in Money, Mississippi. Um, he then goes a few days later to um, Bryant's Grocery and Meat Market, which is where he will encounter a woman named Carolyn Bryant Donham. Carolyn Bryant, later Carolyn Bryant Donham. Right. Um. And it says in the apparently the evening of the 28th, it's it's accused that Emmett Emmett is basically accused of whistling or making advances, a 14 year old boy towards this older white woman who is the wife of the store owner. Um, and then th that same evening, Carolyn's husband, Roy Bryant, and his half brother, J.W. Millam, show up at the um, uncle's house and pull Emmett from his bed, make them pull him pull him from his bed where they essentially brutally beat torture and murder him and for a lot of people and i'm gonna let, jump it over to you in a second pascal but for a lot of people because i've made these videos in the past and i've seen the comments so i want to address this on the front end why did the family let him why did they why did they stand up and protect him y'all because it's 1955 mississippi yeah it's jim crow mississippi what would have happened to the entire they would have burned the house down with everybody in it facts or worse uh, the system was not it was definitely not in black people's favor during that time and so of course yeah i mean if you have a situation like that you're kind of pigeon held painted in a corner what do you do because no matter what you're instantly looked at as a criminal doesn't matter if you did anything or not it, the law was leaning more towards the white side, unfortunately, at that time. It wasn't so, leaning. It was tilted. It was full tilt. That's very true. That's very, very true. That's absolutely especially, true. Especially in the South. Exactly. So, and especially in Mississippi where, where, you know, look, there's a lot of great Mississippians out there. I don't want you to come after me. But look, there's placards and memorials that are put up for Emmett Till. And every time one is put up. It's, it's shot down, stolen, taken down, even to this day. And we are in 2024 mm -hmm. to show you how, how challenging the problem is, you know, for a story that that's decades old. True. So, and, 
And you, we're also seeing still to this day, like you were just saying a second ago, we are still to this day seeing a lot of injustices, even in 2024, in Mississippi, in Georgia, in the, the South, of other Black men and women getting brutally tortured by by police, etc., right? And those things are being buried under, you know, pushed under the rug, ignored, etc., just because... They still, it's it's almost like a time warp in a way. Um, you know, it seems like Jim Crow laws, et cetera, are still uh, prominent in certain areas in the South, especially the rural South. Yeah, it's that it's very true. Um, I believe I, I believe Mississippi actually just took a Jim Crow law off their books, like in the last couple of years. Finally, congratulations! Um, <laughs> yeah, welcome, welcome to the new millennium. Um, and I just also want to point this into perspective too. Like when we're talking about desegregation and this, this happened, this happened in 1955. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's not a long time ago. My, my grandmother is not, will be 91 this month. Actually, she's still alive. She was born in 1933. There are plenty of people who experience this and remember events like this. There are plenty of people who remember going to, you know, segregated schools. In fact, I'll even give you a fun fact that, that I might've told you in the past, Pascal, We've only had one president as of 2024, one president who did not personally experience segregation, and that was Barack Obama. That's the mm -hmm. only president that didn't have it. So this is not like far back in the past, y'all. There are still a lot of people living today that that experienced this. Absolutely. Civil uh, rights movement was literally a, a stone's throw away ago. Okay, like it's that yeah. close. All right, it's just around the corner. So it's still fresh and new. Um, as much as we say that things have changed, and they have, there's still a lot of things that are still prominent that need to change that haven't gotten a chance to change yet. I mean, even so, you just said about the, you know, certain J Jim Crow laws in Mississippi that just got dropped. I mean, that's insane that that stuff was still still existed even up to two years ago uh so yeah there's there's a lot of change that needs to come yeah we're it's getting i think it's getting better but it's a slow turn unfortunately yeah, absolutely um and, and one thing i want to point out going back to emmett for a second is his torture wasn't one night guys it lasted from the evening of the 28th through the 31st yep when his body was on the 31st of august um when you're talking about three to four days three three and a half days of, of this is a this is a child guys these are grown men torturing a child uh, and on the 31st they um weighted his body down with a cotton gin fan cotton mm -hmm. gin yeah fan and um threw him in the tallahatchie river and that was that yeah uh, if i if i can interject i mean he was of, of course, course he was can. he was brutally beaten he was shot there was a cotton gin fan, like you just said, but that was tied around his neck with a barbed wire. I mean, literally, they, and then of course, his face was unrecognizable due to the severity of his injuries as well. I mean, that's that, I mean, the, just to think that you have a, a group of men barging into a house because he allegedly whistled at a white woman that was walking out of a grocery store. I mean, that's absolutely mind blowing to me. And the fact that they actually took this 14-year-old kid and did what they did to him. And I'm sure they did even worse things that they that maybe we don't they haven't put into the newspapers and into reports. I mean, the fact that that actually happened is absolutely mind-blowing. But of course, this whole thing became the catalyst to that really 
was that premium gas put into that that vehicle to push that civil rights movement forward in a, a very aggressive way. Um, but one thing I want to say, though, really quick, I, I think this is the one thing that really blows my mind. Uh, and I, I don't think anybody's ever talked about this. And it has to do with Carolyn Bryant. OK, Donham. Okay. Carolyn Bryant Donham. Do you notice that she still kept the last name of Bryant? Oh, she yeah. She still has it in her last name. So she still obviously had pride in her husband and her husband's family's doing their hands in taking the life of this young boy. If I were her and I was ashamed of any of this, did not want to have any connection to the unaliving, to the brutal, I'm going to say murder of this young 14-year-old boy, okay, I would not be keeping that last name in my name. Even if I remarried, moved on, whatever, I would not be putting bride. Don't you think that's a little odd? Am I the only one that no, finds I, that like crazy? No, no, I think she is. You, you, and I, and we'll tell the the listeners at the end of this. I don't want to jump too far ahead on it. Right, right, but right, right. You know, you know where her final resting place is. If she was ashamed of what she did, she wouldn't be there. She wouldn't be where she is right now. That's insane. But guys. she isn't. And I'll. And I'm going to do something real quick for if you're okay. I know you're okay with it. So yeah, I'm, I'm cool. Quick. For if, you, if you're if you're happen to be watching this on um, on on YouTube, I'm going to throw this up. This is what they did to him. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. should I should I give you a trigger warning on no, that? No, 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 no. It's okay. I mean, I'm I'm used to it. You know what I'm saying? I've I've, I've seen this a multitude of times, and I feel like this is an image that we should never forget. As no, a people, we should out there. as a people, we should never forget because this is actually this is something that actually happened to a young black kid because he was because someone said that he whistled at her, a woman at them. Yeah. That's and, it. That's insane. to That's me. it. And and I'm going to leave this up while we talk about this. But the other thing I'm going to say while I was looking for this, I forgot about this. You were talking about the things that we didn't know. And I actually did not see this until now. But apparently and this is according to Britannica. Uh, after they severely beat him, they gouged out one of his eyes before Jesus. taking him to the banks. Yeah, taking him to the banks of the Tallahatchie River, where they killed him with a single gunshot to the head. So keep in mind, he was alive as he endured all of this torture. And I mean, God, it makes you want to cry. And afterwards, they tied his body to the metal fan and dumped him in the river. Okay, there. This y'all is pure. It's it is pure, unadulterated hatred and evil. That is what this is. That is all this is. Yeah, because of the color of this child's skin. Because you know for a fact, if this was a white kid, this would not have happened. Let's no. keep it a buck, y'all. If this was a white kid during this time in 1955, this not this would not have happened to a, a white kid, a 14 year old white kid. Maybe there would have been a a serious tongue lashing and a wagging of a finger type thing, but there would this would not have happened. It's insane. Okay, now it's insane. It's it's absolutely insane, but then at the same time, this is how this is how America was back in the day. This is how white America looked at Black America, what they looked at Black individuals as, looked at as like nothing, absolutely nothing. How dare you? Yeah. How dare you whistle at a at a white grown woman? How dare you? Now we're gonna make an example out of you. This kid didn't owe yep. anybody money. This kid didn't steal anything from nobody. 
He didn't put harm on anybody. All he did was allegedly whistle at a grown white woman. That's it. This is absolutely insane to me. And we're going to keep we're going to keep putting emphasis um, on the word alleged till we get a little bit further into this. So just bear that in mind. Uh, and the other thing, if you aren't looking at this on YouTube and you're like, I don't see the picture. If you if you have I mean, you be warned, but I would encourage you to Google Emmett Till face injuries and see what they did to him, because. It's it's hard to look at, but it's part of it's part of what happened and, and people should it's it's something that awareness needs to be made. Absolutely. There's awareness around it. We need to um, do, we need to see this. That's the thing, though. This is what needs to be seen. I'm sorry for the this is the harsh reality of the apologize. world that we yes, uh, but this is the harsh reality that we live in. This is the harsh reality that this world that we grew that that was the foundation, the roots of this country. This is how it was back in the day. And without Mamie, his mother being such a gangster. And putting this out here for everyone to see, being like, I'm doing an open casket. Yeah, they took elaborate the on that. They took they elaborate they on that. Well, uh, to elaborate on that, uh, of yeah, course, sorry. the no, it's okay. Of course, Mamie, his mother, uh, obviously, of course, saw her son, saw what happened, what they did to her son. The as they were trying to put together this whole funeral and all that, she said, Nope, I'm not doing a closed casket. I want everyone to see what they did to my son. Next thing you know, this is why we have this photo. This photo was on the front cover of Jet Magazine, was on the cover of every, on the front page of every newspaper. It was spread throughout the whole country for everyone to see what these white men to, did to this 14-year-old defenseless kid, black kid. And of course, that's the thing that's, that helped spring off or light a fire under people when it came to the civil rights movement. Without this photo being out here, without this photo existing and being put out here, without this harsh reality, there would not be such, there would not be change today. You and I yeah. would not be on a show together. Let's keep it real. You and I would not be on a show together right now. Possibly. You see what I'm saying? Possibly. Without this photo and without that happening and getting the civil rights movement on the right track. Yeah, I would argue, and I'm sure you'll agree that this is probably one of the most important photos in the civil for the civil rights movement. And I think in probably black history in general. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's hard to look at. We will, we will take it down now because it is not easy to look at. We've, mm -mm. we've both seen it, but anyway, so, but yeah. for those, but for those y'all who are still brand new to it, y'all better get a stomach for it because that's part of history. As an important yep. part of history. And again, it's and, so sad because if you really think about it, without Emmett Till losing his life, maybe there would not be, maybe we'd still be in the middle of, of a civil rights movement right now as we speak. You know what I mean? So it, it is interesting, the turn of events and how everything transpired. But Mamie being as gutsy and as ballsy as she was, as bold as she was, I, uh, I commend her for showing us the harsh reality of what those men did to Emmett Till. I do too, because that, that was, it was brave. I mean, let's, you know, 1950, I mean, she was in Chicago, so there was obviously a lot more safety for her there. Uh, you course, know, yeah. I mean, let's, but let's not, let's not, you know, it wasn't a full safe Haven. There was still as much rampant racism there. It was just better for people of color 
in places like New York, Chicago, et cetera. Right. Um, so she was able to do this, but you know, she, she knew that there could be repercussions from her doing that and she did it anyways. And so, you know, she's, she's a hero in my book, at least. Absolutely. She gangster. Um, That's why I like so, to call her. She a gangster. She a true G. She is. Yeah, she is. And, and you guys are probably wondering what happened to Emma, to Emma Till's abductors and, and abusers, brutalizers, whatever you want to call them. The people, you know, J.W. Millam and, um, Roy, oh, Brian, Roy, thank you, Roy Bryant. I was blanking for a moment. Thank it's you. It's all good. Well, well, guess what, guys? They got charged with kidnapping and murder in September of 1955, a month after he died. Not even a few weeks later. A few they weeks, were yeah. arrested and yeah, they were arrested and charged, and they went to trial. And within 67 minutes of deliberation, the all-white jury acquitted both of them. Have mercy. Only I don't an think there's hour, much more to say about that. But only an hour of deliberation, all white jury, a jury really of their peers, like really of their peers, and less than an hour, they're like, yeah, he's not guilty. They're not guilty. Acquitted. Yet they know for a fact, without a shadow of a doubt, that they had their hands in taking the live life of this young boy. That's absolutely insane to me. That's That's insane. I think it just shows how terrible it goes to show how terrible it was and, and why it, it sparked such an outrage um, because it was more than people, you know, you know, you can't go back and look, but I, you know, it was more than just black people that, I mean, obviously black people were outraged by it, but I think, you know, you got a lot of white people, you know, in the North, especially who were outraged by what they saw too. Cause at the end of the day, it's a child, right? Not that it should happen to a grown adult either, but it, this was a child that these grown men, you know, assaulted, murdered, and brutalized. Uh, they also then, in 1956, they confessed to the murder in a paid interview with Look Magazine. And even with the confession, they had been acquitted. And due to the double jeopardy law, even had Mississippi wanted to, which they weren't, go let's be real, they weren't going to, even if they wanted to bring him back in, you couldn't because of the double jeopardy protections. So they were scot-free. They could have gone, which they did. You can go out there and say, hey, we did this. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. You're guilty. They don't, it doesn't matter. You're, you're done. Ain't that crazy? It's, it's absolutely insane. And then, <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I'm, it's insane. You wanna, if you have something to add to it, feel, you know. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm just shocked about the, uh, you know, with the turn of, events, turn of events and everything. I mean, you got them being acquitted. And then they were admitting to the unaliving of Emmett Till. And because of the law and because of how the judicial system is set up, they can't be retried for something that they've been acquitted, you know, that they were found not guilty of. It's 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 just crazy to me. I, I just I don't I don't get it. And 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 yet these people are still on this planet living their lives. And I don't know. It's it, it just blows my mind. They lived they lived full lives. And and let's just I'm gonna jump around for a second before we, we talk about full lives here in a minute. So well they ain't here anymore, what? right? So there's a there's not a special place. There's definitely a special place in hell for every single last one of them. All right. Let's let's keep it a buck, right? Yeah. Yeah. But no, you're 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 right. Well have mercy. In two thousand in two thousand and four though, I'm gonna jump for a minute real quick. Yeah, and you're good. In two thousand 
in 2004, well, hold on, in the 60s and 70s, the civil rights movement gained a lot of momentum with the Emmett Till story becoming a symbol for the struggle uh, for racial justice. And and here's what I will say, as as somebody who who lived in the South pretty much my entire life, my um, kindergarten through third grade were, were done in Memphis and fourth grade through graduation of high school um, were, were done in Georgia. I didn't hear about the Emmett Till story until well into adulthood. It's not something that you're taught. Mm. Pro- arguably the most important story of the civil rights movement you're not taught in school because they want to teach you about the guy who invented peanut butter. They want to teach you about Martin Luther King Jr. and peaceful protesting. They sure as hell don't teach you about Malcolm X. No. They don't teach you about Black Panthers. Nope. You know, because you don't learn about, you don't learn. I'm going to just jump real quick on, onto a completely different thing because you know how I feel about this case. They don't talk about Tupac's mom. Nope. How she was, how she was pregnant on the stand and on the most wanted list, you know? Nope. And they don't talk about stuff like that. You get to hear about Martin Luther King. You get to hear about the Underground Railroad and, and Rosa Parks. All, and I'm again, not diminishing what they did. They were all important parts to the civil rights movement. But your your show you're sugarcoating it by only talking about these individuals. It's Disney and nobody else. It's, it's yeah. freaking Disney. It's a beautiful man. way of putting it. It's Eloquent. Disney. Oh, it's safe. It's cute. It's it's you know it's digestible for the kids because you don't you, you know God forbid you have to sit down and try to explain to your kids why Malcolm X was Malcolm X. Why, you know, the Black Panthers were the Black Panthers. Why, uh, you know, why any of these other things? Why Emmett Till is Emmett Till? You know, they they want to give uh, the kids, they want to feed the kids black history, but they want to give you the Disney Channel stuff. The things that are safe and and and, and fine, not radical. White- Go ahead. They want to whitewash black history. Yeah, it's whitewashing. That's what Absolutely it is. Absolutely whitewashing. You know what I mean? Even though it's still black centric yeah they're still going okay what what can the white kids fully you know embrace and digest you know and and it's simple okay here it is martin luther king jr easy right rosa parks you know she was a a a a basically like what's what is it Uh, a a a passive aggressive protesting if that makes any sense you know, I'm not sitting in the back of the bus. I'm sitting in the front. You see what I'm saying? She didn't start nothing. She didn't throw no bows. There was no problems, right? She just said, I'm not sitting in the back of the bus, right? It, it, those things. It's it's very safe. It's very, it's very cookie cutter, safe Disney channel yeah. type of stuff when there's plenty yeah. of other stories. And that's why I'm like, wow, you know, that's why even myself, it, you know, when I was in, uh, uh, like late, like fifth, sixth, seventh grade, I started reading those books. I started looking up the autobiography of Malcolm, Malcolm X. You see what I'm saying? I got, I I got a, my version of my my version. I've read like, I don't know how many times. And that thing is just falling apart because I've read it so many times. You see what I'm saying? It's, you know, I, I, you go out of your way. You have to go out of your way to get the proper education out here which is trash because you're not getting it in your grade school your junior high or even high school it's all still disney channel stuff you have to wait till you go to college to get african-american studies or to understand the, the 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 true basis of the civil rights movement and all that those things need to change i know we just we're talking about emmett till but as far as 
these kinds of stories, there are kids out here that don't know. There are kids in high school that have no idea what who Emmett Till is, unless they're inquisitive. That's why we're doing this. Unless they're in inquisitive, you know what I mean? Unless they're asking the questions for themselves or they hear about it on TV and they're like, who is Emmett Till? And then they look it up for themselves. It's not the teachers that are giving it to them. And that's so no. frustrating. It's sad. It is frustrating. It's like George Stinney Jr. Are you familiar with that one? George who? Say again? George, George Stinney Jr. I don't know that one. Okay, you need to educate yourself on yeah, you need to educate yourself on this one. June sixteenth, this is gonna be we're gonna just a real quick side note. June sixteenth, nineteen forty four, another fourteen year old boy, ninety pound yes. black boy, was executed in the electric chair in Columbia, South Carolina, for murders that he did not commit. Youngest person. Um, we won't get into the whole story, ever, ever. And I remember see, this. He was a yeah. So he was arrested. Okay. Um. And his trial, he had a sham trial. Um, on April 24th, 1919, I guess 45, because this happened in June. Oh, no, on 1944, sorry. Had um, mm. the sham trial, okay? No African-Americans, no black people were allowed inside the courthouse. He had a court-appointed attorney who was a tax lawyer who had political aspirations who did not call one single witness. Wow. Um, the prosecution presented the sheriff's testimony, basically regarding George's alleged confession. George never confessed, but the sheriff made it up. And that was like, that was good enough for them. 10 minute deliberation, 10 minute deliberation. And they sent him to death for, for, for these crimes. Um, 70 years later, he kind of had like a state, you know, posthumous. I don't know if it was a full pardon or whatever. I had to go back and look at it. I don't want this because this is not about him, but it's an important case too. That, you know, a lot of people don't know about 14 year old boy. And they, they couldn't even get, the thing on him because he was so tiny and they executed him within a couple months afterwards. So, um, so, so, so let's now fast forward. Cause we talked about not even fast forward. Let's go back to, to the last right. living person who, well, she's no longer living. She died last <laughs> year in, in 2023. Carolyn Bryant Donham. The whole reason that this entire thing happened to Emma Till was because Carolyn Bryant, well, Carolyn Bryant at the time, was bored. That's what I'm going to say it was. And decided to stir up some trouble and, and say that this this young boy, this child, he was a child. This young child did this to him, right. to her. Years later, she admits that the accusations were false. She never once apologizes for what happened to that child. She never once shows any type of even the slightest sliver of remorse. Zero. None. Um, then, <laughs> in then <laughs> it was either 2022 or 2023, people for the Emmett Till Foundation were going through some court documents in Mississippi, and they came across something very interesting. They came across a, um, an arrest warrant that was never served from Carol for Carolyn Bryant Donham. Never served. You want to know why it wasn't served? Well, apparently the sheriff at the time said, well, she's got young boys at home and we just don't want to disturb her. Bang. Unbelievable. That's why it wasn't served. So. Talk about white the, privilege. The, I'm yeah. sorry. I had to say it. I had to get out of my system. Talk about white privilege. Whew, it feels good to say that out loud. Oh, I was holding that in. Talk about white privilege. Isn't that crazy? Oh, no, no, no. We just yeah. didn't want to in, in, you know, interrupt her day. 
we didn't want to make her day so bad with her kids and everything. So we're not going to serve yeah. this warrant. We're just going to let it sit and collect dust for decades. What the hell, man? That's insane, guys. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt yeah. you, but my lord, talk no, about no, interrupt. Talk about white privilege. Oh my! Because you're not wrong. That Jim Crow South was nothing but white privilege when it kind of came to laws regarding this type of stuff. He uh, so they found this warrant. They find this warrant, and people want it served. I want it served. Everybody wants it served. I I call the courthouse multiple times. When are you guys going to serve this? When are you guys going to serve this? People then begin to go looking for Carolyn Bryant Donald. Mm -hmm. These are the last months of her life. She's in nursing homes. People are finding her. She's forced to flee from where she was, which I think was North Carolina or South Carolina at the time, to Kentucky. Good. I'm glad she had to flee. I'm glad that she was scared. I feel bad for any other residents in those nursing homes, but I'm glad she was scared. Um, Mississippi has a chance to do the right thing. Mississippi has the chance to serve this warrant, this unserved warrant on Carolyn Bryant Donham for the death, the brutal murder of 14-year-old Emmett Till, a brutal murder by the way which she caused. She's the result of her husband and her and his, you know, his brother-in-law might have been the ones to have committed the act, but she was the one that started the fire. She's mm -hmm. the one that poked the bear. So they had the chance to do the right thing. And let's be real. You have an old lady who's who's on hospice care, I think for cancer. She's not going to go to prison. She's not going to go to jail. It's never going to happen. But to have at least served the warrant, to have at least served it, could have at least been a symbol of addressing the fact that, hey, back in 1955, we messed up. And we now have a chance to right this wrong. Let's at least symbolically right this wrong and charge her for this crime. And they chose to not do it. Not do a damn thing. And in fact, I'm going to take it one step further because good on Kentucky. Because when this was all going on, Kentucky was sitting there waiting with bated breath to start the extradition process. They wanted, Kentucky wanted to send her ass back to Mississippi. Because that's the right thing that to do. Because <laughs> it's the right thing to do. Because that was the right thing to do. But it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. This woman got to live a full life, knowing full and well what she did with no remorse. And that's not even, in my opinion, the, the worst thing that she did to show that she wasn't sorry. Come on with it. Carolyn, Carolyn, Carolyn Bryant died. And I was hoping, and I knew she wouldn't because we wouldn't get this lucky. Um, I was hoping that we would have had a grave that we could go visit. And I'm just going to say it, dare I say it, desecrate. <laughs> and I'm guessing that she probably knew this. And my ass would have been on TikTok with my 1.2 million followers saying, hey, everybody, here's Carolyn Brian Donham's grave. I'm not telling you to go do anything or not do anything. I'm just telling you the location of it. Mm. Here's what she did. But she got cremated. So you can't do that. Nope. And you'll want to know where her ashes were scattered, y'all. An effing plantation. She had her ashes scattered on a plantation. That is not a woman who was sorry. In fact, I'm going to Google real quick which plantation. Wait a second. Hold on. Yeah, go ahead. Because that's a part I did not know. That's a part about oh, you didn't her, know that? her remains. No, I didn't know her. Or I knew she was cremated, but I didn't know that she had her remains or her cre 
cremate. I don't even know what you call it, but her ashes. That's what I meant. Uh, I didn't know that she had her ashes spread across a plantation. What the? Yep. Wow. Wow. She like, there's no remorse at all whatsoever. So then I guess my mind, well, we haven't gotten to it yet. So I don't want to jump. Archer. Archer plantation is where it is. Archer, Archer plantation. plantation is. That is Let me crazy. take a look. That is crazy. I didn't know that. I didn't know that part. I didn't know about her ashes being scattered in a plantation. She's had zero Fs. That was like her last middle finger to everybody. Basically. Yeah. That's how I take it. And by the way, Archer wow. plantation is in, is in Mississippi. Hold on. I'm going to go one step further. Um, you got the map or something? You're going to throw it up here? I'm just curious. I I, I, mean, I didn't do that, but I could. I'm just checking. No, that's okay, it's good. not the same county. It's not the same county, but let me go to... Wow. Uh, let's we can pull up a map. We can pull up a map. Let's do it. Let's go to uh, Archer Plantation. <sighs> yeah, no, go ahead. Out with it. You can tell how it makes you feel. What an asshole. I, I just had to say it out loud. Just I have a lot more words it. to say. I have a lot more words to say, but I'm still trying to be somewhat, you know, diplomatic about this. But I, I'll I'll say the least harshest curse word I can think right. right now about this particular person. She's an asshole, and there's a yeah. there is a very very special place in hell for her, and I hope she's burning. I hope okay, she's I'm burning gonna, real I'm good. I'm throwing My this up Lord. for you because you asked, and I'll and I'll describe people who aren't seeing. So, Archer yeah. Farms, Pascal, is right down here, wow. and this right here is the center of Money, Mississippi. It is 7.2 miles away from where all of this happened. 14 minutes away in a car. Have mercy. Si si 16 if you take the long route. What an asshole! But but but, but we're missing the part. We, we haven't gotten to the part. That makes her even worse. Okay. Can we get to that, please? <laughs> Go. I'm going to right. be my guest. So before she passed, she finally admits that everything that she said about Emmett Till was a bold-faced lie. There it is. She guys. did. But she did. Well, she also said that she would take responsibility for the, quote, small part she played in Emmett Till's death. Which was a big part, because without her screaming, the crying wolf, those guys would not have bust through that house and taken that young man, that young boy, and take his life. That wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for her lies. So, so my question is then this, because we got to talk about this, all right? Let's talk about this lie. What made her decide to go out of her way to lie on Emmett Till? That's one thing I've still been trying to figure out. Why does she walk out of the, you know, the Bryant's grocery store, see this young 14-year-old Emmett Till, and say, I'm going to lie on this kid? That's the one thing I'm still trying to figure out. What happened? Was there, was there any interaction between them? Did he just look at her and she felt some type I of way? I think he bought, so she just he bought candy or something. Yeah. He allegedly went in, bought candy. Um... And that's it. There were other stories of like, maybe he tried, like, you know, obviously, obviously this is all now a lie, but they said that he tried to make a pass at her, um, et cetera. Like it was, it was more than just him whistling at her. Right. And still, no matter what, if he just walked in casually, just buying a piece of candy and walking out 
of the grocery store, what made her suddenly decide to conjure up this extremely elaborate and diabolical lie that ended up killing Emmett Till? That's the one thing I'm still trying to figure out. And again, for what you just said, Justin, the fact that she's like, yeah, my small part in his in his death. Are you kidding me? This was the this was the only reason why these men went out of their way to roll up their sleeves, break into that house, pull him out of the bed and torture and destroy this this kid. Emaciate this kid the way that they did. And now on her deathbed, she goes out and says, oh, yeah, that was a whole lie. And now she's gone. And then on top of it, she takes her she gets cremated and then she spreads her ashes on a damn plantation. Man, like I said, she's there's a special VIP place in hell just for this woman. And I hope she's there because this is unbelievable. It, it unbelievable. is. And, and, and I'll, I'll say this. This is I mean, obviously, anything that we talk about as to why she chose to do this. It's, it's speculation, right? We don't right, know. Right. But, but, but here's, but here's what I will say on it. In, in my opinion, one is I think that she was bored is part of it. Um, but two That's crazy, but, but two Roy and JW, if they were willing to do this to a kid, they were looking, they don't care. They don't care. Insert generic black dude. Yeah, that's true. If they were, itching they don't for, care if they were having a hankering for some, to, to just inflict pain on somebody, then yeah, it was just any any given black kid, you know what I mean? Any given yeah. black person, you know, they you know, getting drunk off of moonshine and just going and, and saying, let's let's pick let's pick somebody. I mean, there's plenty and of I, stories of white men going out and hunting for black men out here in these streets and going and lynching them and having a good old hoot nanny about that stuff as well. Those things were real back in the day. You know, and even during the Jim Crow law, Jim Crow era, not when these are runaway slaves or anything of that sort. They just go pull over and just grab a black person and hang them, hang them high. For what reason? For enjoyment, for the hunt. I do want I, I do want to I do want to uh, let you know of this information and I'll, and I'll tell you yeah. why I think why, why, why Emmett, right? Why? And I'll tell I'm going to give you my 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 best guess on this okay sure so money mississippi today has fewer than a hundred residents okay in the 50s early 50s when the cotton mill was operating there they were at a height of population and that population was 400 residents okay you're not talking that many people okay 400 people and I think when Emmett Till walked into that school store, they knew he was not from around there. He probably didn't talk with the Southern draw. He probably spoke eloquently, probably educated because he was being mm -hmm. educated and went to school in Chicago. And they knew, I hate to say, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I'm going to say it anyways. He was a, by their, by their definition, an uppity black kid. Yep. Okay. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Am I allowed to say that? I, don't know uh, I said it. I I mean, you know, in this context, really. <laughs> I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't say uh, no, not really. But okay. at the same time, okay, I get. Well, what then I'm sorry. No, no, it's all. It, I get what you're trying to say. We learned. Um, uh, that was how but, they looked at it. Yes, I mean, they, and they yeah. knew that he, and they knew that he, there wasn't going to be, an, you know, 
it was a kid that was there and that was supposed to go home and that it wasn't from that area and they knew that so like here we go you're hankering for somebody to to kill guys here it is here it is it's crazy because because if Emmett Till spoke more eloquently was more educated than these people were which he probably was the last thing that these white people would have wanted was a black kid more intelligent than them. They would have looked at him as a threat. And that is my theory. And I meant no offense. You know that. I hope. No, no, I, I know what you mean. I, no, no, no. I know what you mean. Now I, I feel terrible mean. for saying it. No, it's all good. You, you know, you, it's all good. What's, you know, I understand what you were trying to say. Um, you know, and, and the thing is, is yeah. I mean, obviously they, they saw this kid as a threat, or, and they wanted to make an example out of him and all that. They might have thought, okay, he's not obviously he's not from around here. Uh, you know, maybe he's 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 primed for the for the picking, you know, um, because maybe they can't link this guy, this kid back to them. You see what I'm saying? Because he's from out of town, right? That if he goes missing and he is found, there's no way that they can link it back to them type thing. There's there's so many different possibilities, of course. And of I course, what that. I'm saying here is just full-on speculation. But yeah, you know, they may have seen that kid as a, as a threat. How dare he sound like he comes from money? How dare he sound like he he comes from privilege himself? Um, and all that. Though, you know, uh, the uh, of course, would I could see that angering uh, maybe middle to lower class uh white people in the rural south you see what i'm saying um even well to do rich upper class you know white people in the rural south I, I i don't know you know but that's an interesting that's a fair theory for sure definitely a fair theory um in a town of 400 people is you don't small. get much more rural than that that's small man that's super super small um so yeah, that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, but the fact that all this happened because of a lie is mind-blowing to me. Um, you know, and there's a lot of other stories like this as well that have mm -hmm. desecrated an entire town of, of black, uh, you know, very prominent black communities etc there have been plenty of things that have been destroyed because of a lie um you know it, this rosewood comes to mind i don't know if you guys have know anything about rosewood i'm not even familiar. i'm gonna have to google that oh one. wow okay well john singleton yeah, i made taught a you movie. george stenny <laughs> yes uh but i remember that I, I just forgot his name but once i saw his mugshot i was like oh i remember i remember this one and that's insane but there's a movie on it based off of it um john singleton made a movie the same guy who directed boys in the hood he may he rest in peace as well he just passed a couple years ago but anyway he directed a really great movie called rosewood literally bing rames is the the lead in the movie and all that and they he basically tells the story of rosewood where it's a affluent black town black community that gets just ransacked by a mob of white men killing over 200 i mean they say 200 men 200 white men went in and attacked this black community in rosewood florida um they're they're saying that 30 men and women 30 black women men and children were actually killed you know and they burned this house this this town to the ground but apparently there's other reports of 
upwards of 150 black men, mm -hmm. women, and children that were actually just killed during this burning of this entire community. Um, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's so many other stories like this. You know what I mean? Like I said, there's just that's just one small piece of an example of things being sparked off as from a lie or misinformation. You see what I'm saying? Um, which is oh, look, it was another crazy. woman. It was another exactly. woman claiming assault. She said that she was essayed with no evidence by, by a black man, and then that the husband upset about this heard that it that this kid that she alleged this person that art her lived in rosewood so he and a mob of white men galloped into rosewood and destroyed it okay art pillaged and burnt the whole place to the ground um and it's that is a very true story and we've heard, yeah, like I said, it. this is a tale as old as time, especially during those times. Um, and this happened in 1923, by the way. So 30 some odd years, years before, ago. Yeah, the 30 some odd years before the Emmett Till situation as well. But again, like I said, let's not forget Black Wall Street. There's so many other stories that are like this, right? It is a tale as old as time. And, uh, and it all started because of a lie, okay? Or a thing that was being said with no evidence of said SA. And now we have Emmett Till 30 years later who just allegedly whistled, who he didn't even whistle now because on her deathbed, she says it was all one fat-ass lie. It's amazing. It's, it's heartbreaking, actually. Not amazing, but it's heartbreaking what one lie can do one and, and again that's a huge lie during that time yeah the and power of, there's the power of somebody lie. saying something like that the power of somebody saying that and then pointing at that person because of the color of their skin they're instantly looked at as a pariah they're looked at as a criminal instantly because the person who's actually forming those words out of their mouth happens to be a white human being imagine that just because they're black and that that's crazy that some white person could have that kind of power he did it and white people or the the society in in which they're encompassed that, that they're encased in will believe the white person over the black person 99.9 a hundred percent of the time that's a very dangerous power to have and again, thank God things have changed, but that's a very, very dangerous, very, very dangerous power to have. No person should have that kind of power. Not, not, not only is it dangerous. The thing is, too, is she knew she knew what would happen to Emmett when she by by pointing that finger and saying him, he's the yeah. one that did this. She knew I'm trying to get a picture pulled up here real quick before we do this, because I really want um for people who are watching this, I want people to see something on this. And I want to, and this is maybe my opinion. Maybe I'm being a little biased here. Yeah. Um, I can't find a big enough picture that I want. So we're just going to go with this one here. Um, when I look at Carolyn Bryant Don, I'm going to show a young picture of her too. Okay. That's it. 
I think when you look at her and you look at the eyes of this woman, we can we can pull a picture or even older. To me, this is this is somebody who looks like evil personified. And there is nothing more that you can say about somebody who would do what she did other than the fact that they are pure evil, pure evil and and literally full of hate to a point that she spent her entire life. This is her legacy. This is her legacy. This is what she is known for. She will go down in history as being a liar who cost a child his life solely because of the color of his skin. Diabolical. Yeah. And if you look at her when she's older, she she looks, in my opinion, even more evil. So she did was never, again, never apologetic, never showed remorse. And I think that even if she did, let's just let's just have a let's just have a fantasy land and say that she did say that she was sorry, which she sure as hell didn't. Her actions of being scattered on a plantation near Money, Mississippi, kind of speak for themselves. If you were sorry for what you did, you there are ways that you, she's had seventy. She had seventy years almost that she could have done. She could have wrote, you know, righted that wrong, and she chose right. not to. And she didn't. Until, um, until and she, she didn't knew, until she knew she had a way out. Literally, yeah. when she knew she was dying, that's when she was like, "All right, here's the truth." And that woman aged like milk, and I, I'm so happy for that. Okay, she aged like milk. So she did. Yeah, she did. She did age age absolutely terribly. And um, I just I just am going to say this. You know, I hope that in those those weeks, months following the discovery of that warrant, when people were looking for her, Mm -hmm. I hope that she felt just a sliver of the same fear that she caused in Emmett Till. I hope that she was coherent enough that she was terrified. Yeah. That's what I, that's the best that we can hope for. Agreed. Good riddance. That's all I got to say. Good riddance. Um, yeah. But I, I just hope that we, I mean, obviously we have a lot of change that needs to happen still. We got a lot of work to do, but change has happened. There have been things that have changed. You and I would not be on a podcast together right now if if there wasn't, change in the world if there wasn't progress but i hope that we keep the story of emmett till strong and prominent in the forefront of our minds but also there's a lot of other present day emmett tills that we do talk about and yes it splits the room a lot but i'm hoping that we as we continue to talk and as as we continue to cover cases and and all that we we make sure that those stories are put out and we learn from those mistakes. We learn from the past so that we can be stronger and better for the future. We hope that we do. I hope, you know, but there's things that haven't changed much, but there are things that have. And so uh, I, I try to look at the glass half full rather than half empty. And um, so I'm hoping, you know, uh, we, we still continue to talk about this and we learn so we can continue growing. And, you know, I, I want to say this, the site that I think you and I happen to be on the same website when we were talking about Rosewood, um, which is this uh, EJI, the Equal uh, Justice Initiative, I think is what it is. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple of quotes on here that I feel like would be a good way to leave this with. One is, um, and you kind of said it, 
basically you said this exact same thing, but until we confront our history of racial injustice and its legacy, we cannot overcome the racial bias that exists today. And it does exist. It does exist despite what people, and I'll tell you what, the people who say that racism isn't real, they're the racists. They're telling them on themselves because it is very real. And to say that it's not is, is just gaslighting the situation and trivializing what so many black people have to go through. Um, the other thing that it says on here, and I agree with this, help confront our history, share this injustice, help confront our history to overcome racial inequality. If you're listening to this and this is the first time that you've learned this story, share it with somebody else. Even if you don't share the podcast mm -hmm. episode, share with them what happened. Even if it, even if it is something that you've known, and this is just a refresh, a lot of people, white people in particular, we don't know. Every black person that I have ever met knows the Emmett Till story. The majority of white people that I've met do not. And until we educate, it's, you know, we need to, this story needs, people need to know this story and more. True. I, I will say this. The only little tiny nudge back I'll say is the only reason why black people actually know about the Emmett Till story is because black people are telling other black people about Emmett Till, about the story of Emmett Till. We're not learning it in schools that we're still not having but this being brought in classes and courses being talked about it so we have to look and search for that knowledge and i'm hoping that one day those things will change i mean yes there's a few schools out here that got the are bold enough to actually bring those this topic into their classrooms especially younger classrooms okay earlier grades not college you know and definitely not high school but at least talking about it but a lot of times we're looking these things up because we're hearing it through word of mouth, through other people. You but why? 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 Why are are black parents telling their children these stories? Because they need why, to know. Like, why? <laughs> they need to know. Oh, no, yeah, but, but why? But there's a reason. There's a reason why, though. And I know you know the reason. That's why I'm asking. And I, the only reason I know the reason as a white person is because I've been told like three by three different friends who are people of color as to why they're told that story. And I'm just curious if you're going to tell me the same reason. The reason is because one, this that story needs to be told. Two, to it's it, it's almost like a cautionary tale. All right, be careful. That's it. Don't mess with it. it. Don't play around. Some some people out here are evil. All right, won't like you just because you look the way you look. You have to be safe out here. Now, when we have that story, that story is being told to all of us because we need to know that there are there is evil out here. And it's not only just men and women who are white. There's evil everywhere. But it is a cautionary tale for all of us to learn. But it's also a wake-up call to know that there are harsh realities of the, of the world. There are evil people out here. There will be people out here that will go out of their way to lie on your ass just because of the color of your skin just to get themselves out of a situation, just so that they can look good, so on and so forth. So those are the things. Those are the reasons why this story is being told. They're not telling it in school, which they should. In white schools as well. People need to know these stories. People need to know why. Why it's part of our history. This Emmett Till story is the catalyst that started, that pushed the, the civil rights movement forward. But if you just push it off to the side, no one's going to know. And then, of course, history will continue to repeat itself. It's it's history. That's exactly what it is. It is American history. It is not Absolutely. black history. It is American history that involves 
a black child. Mm-hmm. That is what it is. And and you said exactly what I've been told. It's a cautionary tale. This could happen to you. It's this still exists. And you know, one of the things is I've never had to be worried at a traffic stop. I've never had to be worried that I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. not, you know, that I would not survive that traffic stop. No doubt. It's so, interesting because uh yeah, I mean, obviously uh, I have. <laughs> Many times yeah. I've been racial profiled. I've been pulled over just DWB driving while black. I've I've had everything. All right. It is not a fun experience. And this is in the 2000s, in the 20s, in the, in, in the 2020s. OK, in the 20s right now. Still to this day, those things are very prominent. They happen every single day. There's still George Floyd stories, you know, in cases going on every single day. Tyree Nichols. Tyree Nichols. I was just about to say Tyree Nichols, for example, is still something that is prominent. That is Brianna Taylor to this day. Brianna Taylor is still going on. Things being covered up, so on and so forth. It is wild. It is crazy. And again, you know, that's why we need to tell these stories because they are all cautionary tales. Real talk, period. Now it's, I mean, shoot, there's the, so many other stories that we're that we both are covering on our our respective uh, platforms. I mean, it, it is sometimes now becoming just blue against everybody else, unfortunately, in some of these cases, right? Um, so again, these are stories that need to be told and, and done in an unbiased way as well. I know it can be tough, but we need to, we need, people need to hear the stories. Um, and, but the thing is, is we also need to have the people willing to listen to the stories, not sitting here trying to go, oh, it was the, it was the drugs in this system that did this and that and the third, oh, it was this, this, and this, and to keep moving the goalposts. No, just tell the story. Be willing to hear it regardless, because you never know nowadays. Regardless if you're black, white, Puerto Rican, or Asian, it could happen to you too. It doesn't matter now. So we need to be safe, and we need to learn. We need to educate ourselves. But I got to run, you, unfortunately. You said, nah, we, we're, you're, <laughs> you're good. I do too. Well, I appreciate you coming on, as always. You're a wonderful guest. And um, again, follow the Pascal Show. We will link him in the bio um, of this in the descriptions. Seriously, y'all, don't go follow him. You'll you'll like his content. It's it's phenomenal. Thank um, you. No, absolutely. I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate being the guest again. And we we are going to push him uh, to start this to start this podcast because we've been yeah. talking about for months together. We definitely need to get that that off and running. Now that we're in the new year, now things kind of you know dust is starting to settle. Like after this weekend, things are going to start settling even more. <laughs> fingers crossed so yes we could definitely circle around and get that and get that conversation going for sure we'll chat next week yeah we'll Absolutely. chat next week about it. well again always a pleasure love seeing yes. you thank you for coming and doing this with me and uh yeah for everybody else who's listening we will see you guys next month yes all right bye